Welcome to the Big Johnson's Week 6 Redraft Podcast. Today we're going to talk, talk down the top 20 picks um, if you were to do a redraft right now. Basically, these are the players that we're thinking about that are, you know, top of the fantasy, uh, fantasy food chain at this point. And uh, let's start off with number one overall. Ryan, who are you thinking you're going to take? You would take at number one overall going into this redraft. My number one, I probably think about taking like an Alvin Kamara or a Dalvin Cook because they've been the two, two of the three best backs along with Aaron Jones. Um, I think going forward, Kamara and Cook have the higher upside over Aaron Jones, so I'd debate between one, one, one of them. Austin, what are you thinking? I agree. I think it has to be Alvin Kamara personally. Like, honestly, he's just hands down got to be the guy you can count on the most. I mean, like I said, I feel like he wasn't super involved this week and he still put up 120 yards. Like, he just kind of does it like – see, like, it just kind of goes under the radar and he just kind of pops off every week. So, I think especially with an aging Drew Brees and stuff like that, I think he's going to be the most consistent guy to, you know, get those dump-off passes and those runs. So, Alvin Kamara, I think, is a lock at number one. I don't even really think it's a debate. Yeah, I would uh, – if it, if we're talking running backs, I for sure go with Alvin Kamara. But my question for you guys is um, how come we just automatically take a running back at number one overall and not Russell Wilson, who's leading the league in fantasy points by over 20 points? Quarterbacks aren't as valuable. True. Running backs I mean, are the most facts. valuable position in fantasy. So if, you take, if you take quarterbacks if you number one overall pick, you are not winning your league. I mean, I guess that's fair. That is it's fair. <laughs> I'm not. It's just if you take a quarterback, especially in a one quarterback league, I get that. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess number one, number one pick, I would go Kamara, but I would I would debate taking Russell Wilson, seeing what his numbers have been so far. I think that's a valid thing to think about taking a quarterback number one overall. I mean, yes, when you think about it in the grand scheme of a draft, like if you take a quarterback number one overall, what are you doing? But in a redraft league, you're trying to score points, and if you can see that Russell Wilson is putting up. I think he's averaging like 30, 33 points, something like that range every week. That's a guy who's going to score points for your team consistently. So I think it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility to, to consider that. But I think with how, how, you know, great running backs are and how many points they put up, like you have to, you have to go with Alvin Kamara here. I mean, he's been amazing all year long, even with Michael Thomas coming back, who knows what his deal is. But I think Alvin Kamara is the clear cut number one back right now. And another reason I would say I would take Camaro over a quarterback or something like that. I just think the difference between, you know, the, the 10th running back off the board and the 10th quarterback off the board is so dramatic to me. I think, you know, there's so many running back by committees in the NFL right now that if you don't get a guy that's like got the backfield to himself, you know, you just, you don't know what you're going to get week in, week out. You know, there's no quarterback by committee, you know, I mean, you're going to get, I mean, unless you're the new England Patriots without Cam Newton, you know, who's going to be a quarterback. So I just think, running backs are more valuable they aren't as deep so if you can get a guy out the top of the draft you definitely want to take them and then you know like I said Alvin Kamara still puts up 20 points a week so 100 yeah, percent Kamara is really 34 points ahead of the next highest score running back yep. <laughs> all right so let's move on to our number two overall pick uh let's start with Zach let's see what you're where you go with this one my number two pick um I would my debate would be between Dalvin and Zeke um the only reason uh, it's not clearly Dalvin is because of his injury right now. It looks like he's looking to miss this week. Um, I'm not sure how many weeks he's looking to miss, but um, if we're considering injuries in this, I would personally take Zeke at number two. Yeah. And I, I think Zeke, especially because now that Dak Prescott's out, I think, you know, he is, 
he's going to take a lot of the pressure off Andy Dalton. If they can get him going, they're going to do everything they can to do that. Like I said, you have Andy Dalton, the quarterback. You want you want your run game going that way you can keep the defense guessing and maybe get Andy Dalton some open looks. So I think Zeke's going to get fed a lot, and I think he's going to put up a lot of points. So I think I agree. Zeke is going to be a monster for the rest of the year, and I think he's going to be the clear-cut number two guy running back. I think, yeah, Zeke gets fed a lot because Dak gets hurt, but there's not going to be a lot that's going to happen that because they're going to be loading the box like every play against him. So I think, I think Dalvin offers – more upside over Zeke because of how he can break off bigger runs because they're not going to be having nine and 10 in the box against Zeke now because Andy Dalton's at the quarterback now. So Even I would though, take Dalvin. I See, I, I agree with you that they might load the box, but with with as stacked as the Cowboys are, I don't necessarily think they're going to be able to do that. Like Andy Dalton's not a bad quarter. Like he's, he's easily the best backup, but he's not like a guy that's yeah. just not going to be able to get complete a pass. You know, he's got CD Lamb and Amari Cooper. If you start loading the box, you know, I yeah. – it's not like they have Jared Stidham out there at quarterback. You know, Andy Dalton has been a starter in this league for a long time now, and I a lot of people consider him the best backup in the league, and he's he's not afraid to sling the rock. I suppose it it comes down to how much you value Andy Dalton, how good you think he is. Well, I think it also you have to take into consideration that Dalvin Cook is likely not to play this week. I mean, drafting a guy number two overall who is not going to play – I mean, yes, he's going to play in the down the line and he doesn't have like a, you know, a Saquon Barkley injury or anything like that. But I think you got to go with Zeke here. Like you're getting, you're getting a player who has proven himself this year that he's able to put up points every week. He hasn't been getting hurt. Yes, he's got a, a new quarterback in a new situation there in Dallas. But I mean, the injury of Dalvin Cook, I mean, we also saw what Alexander Madison can do when, when Cook is healthy. Like that, having that, as a backup in, in, in my Minnesota, I think takes away from Dalvin Cook's value. So I, I think I'd have to go with Ezekiel Elliott at number two overall. In this that, and if, we're, if we're talking about Andy Dalton, I don't really know if I rely on, if I can rely on Kirk Cousins anymore and I can rely on Andy Dalton. So I think Zeke's a better running back than Dalvin Cook. And I, I know that's probably a hot topic. I just, Dalvin Cook has a little more inconsistency with him than, than Zeke does. I think, on a consistent basis, you're going to be able to feed Zeke and get him the ball more than you're going to be able to get Dalvin Cook. And yeah, he, I know people don't believe in injuries like that. It's reoccurring, but I think Dalvin Cook has proven to be a little injury prone. So I'd still be a little scared that you could rely on him for the rest of the year. But overall, I, I take Zeke because I think the Cowboys offensive line and I think the offense as a whole is just way better. Alrighty, moving on to pick number three. Uh, we talk about Dalvin Cook, but I think another name to, to think about here is Aaron Jones coming off his bye week in in Green Bay. I think he, you know, continuing with the running back trend at the top of the draft, I mean, he's on a high-powered offense. Aaron Rodgers is playing some of the best football he's played in a couple of years. I think it's not out of the realm of possibility to consider taking Aaron Jones at three over Dalvin Cook. Uh, let's go to Austin. What are your thoughts on that? I don't necessarily think it's a reach. I wouldn't do it. I would still stay safe and bet Dalvin Cook there. You know, we just debated him at number two. I think there's a little bit of a drop-off between Aaron Jones. And honestly, I think we could throw DeAndre Hopkins into the conversation too. He's, you know, if you're looking at a wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins has been easily the best one fantasy-wise this year. So I would personally stay Kamara one, Zeke two, Dalvin Cook at number three. But I think there's a couple of different options starting to get deeper into the draft that you can start looking at. Go ahead, Ryan. I mean, looking at looking at Aaron Jones' matchups for the next like four weeks, you have at Tampa Bay, at at Houston, then Minnesota, then San Francisco. Those are all pretty burnable matchups for him. So if if you're looking at that, that could be your argument to take Aaron Jones as well as the fact that, um, like Danny was saying, 
you know, there's a capable backup behind Cook and Madison, as well as look at the matchups for uh, for Dalvin. You have you have Atlanta that he's not going to play, and then he's got the bye, and he's got Green Bay and Detroit, which which the that Green Bay that Green Bay game will be very interesting, very telling to see how where we go from there. But I I think we go Dalvin Cook for sure. <clears throat> what do you think? Of I would agree. I would. I think I would take Dalvin, assuming that he's out for one week. Uh, I would say, you know, um, I'd go with Dalvin slightly over Aaron Jones, just as long as he's not out multiple weeks. Um, yeah, I would agree. So we round out our top three with uh, basically the top five backs. To yeah, from, for one week, I definitely year. take Dalvin. Otherwise. Yeah, right. so our top three picks that we've got so far, we've got Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, and Dalvin Cook rounding out our top three. Who wants to throw out a pick for number four? Because I think, you, like like Austin said, you could go a couple of different ways here. So what's the what's the, the starting process for that? What are we thinking? Go ahead, Austin. Personally, I, I don't think it's a reach to take that, or DeAndre Hopkins here. You know, I he's he's been an absolute monster. I'm pulling up his stats right now, but – He's, he's easily the best wide receiver in the NFL, and I think with that offense and Kyler Murray, he's going to keep throwing him every week. I mean, I don't think – like week one, 151 yards. Uh, week two, eight receptions, 68 yards a touchdown. You know, he's been doing that every single week. Um, in an offense like Arizona, they're going to be pretty pass-heavy, especially just trading for him. So I think, you know, if you start to get a little hesitant about any of the backs, I don't know why you would, but I, I think DeAndre Hopkins would be a good value here. Another couple of guys I have is Aaron Jones. Obviously, like we just talked about, he's been a monster for Green Bay. And I honestly still think Derrick Henry could be a decent pick in the top five. I know he hasn't put up necessarily the huge numbers yet this year, um, but he's still rushing for 100 yards a game, and he put up two touchdowns last night. So I think The thing about Derrick Henry is consistency. You know? Right, and in that offense, that's why I hesitate to put him up there, but I think you could at least consider him. Yep, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about taking DeAndre Hopkins here. If I'm uh, having the fourth overall pick at this point, I think I have. You have to consider taking DeAndre Hopkins. Um, the only thing I can say about that is, if we're looking at this as an actual redraft and you're looking to to round out your team, do you take a wide receiver this early? I think in our draft, um, the earliest a wide receiver was taken wasn't until the the end of the the first round after you know your your star studded top five um, running backs were taken. So is it a reach at this point to take a wide receiver when you know how valuable running backs like Aaron Jones and Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry can be? The only reason I wouldn't say it's a reach is because the reason we didn't take a wide receiver until then is because guys like Saquon and Christian McCaffrey were still on the board and they were healthy. I think now that you don't have those guys on the board, yeah, you have Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry and maybe even like a Chris Carson or Kareem Hunt, but I think the, the playing field is then leveled out. Like it's, it's not a, it's not a Christian McCaffrey on the board. So I think you can you can start to look for DeAndre Hopkins a little earlier in the draft than you probably would have if all those guys were healthy, and that's kind of where I'm looking at it from. So are we going to call DeAndre Hopkins as the overall consensus number four pick? We all go well, that's on another that. thing is McCaffrey. Like when he's he's going to be coming back here in the next couple of weeks. When do you start thinking about taking him? I would at least consider him at, at the number four pick. Oof, I don't. I would not put him that early. You know? Yeah, I think I mean, that's a risk. Here's here's the thing in a redraft. You know. You don't, you don't know – I mean, you might have to win these weeks. Like, you can't really sit there and wait. Like, I think if you get him at the tail end of, like, what would be a first round, I think that would be a good pick. But I don't know, man. I mean, it just depends how bad you need to win, how bad you need to win early. 
That's I mean, true. if you're if you're in my position like I am now, five and zero, oh, and we're if we were to do an actual redraft, I think I would take the risk at probably not at four, but I I feel like at some point you're getting more more bang for your buck if you can get him like like Austin said at the tail end of of the first round early at the the second round. I mean, I think you'd be silly not to pass him up if it came down to you know taking an injured Christian McCaffrey or taking a a healthy I don't know Joe Mixon. Like I mean. Oof. Once it get once you yeah that's the thing like a healthy Joe Mixon or an injured Christian McCaffrey when you don't injured Christian McCaffrey I don't trust Joe Mixon at all yeah yeah but the thing is like McCaffrey is going to be back in the next couple of weeks and even if you take him now he's a guy that puts up Alvin Kamara type numbers right. so when he does come back you know you're going to have a, a number one pick on your team yeah I agree I mean like if you're in, if you're if you're undefeated and you're in any situation I think you 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 take if you if you get Christian McCaffrey at number four, you take him. Because you're not going to miss the playoffs at this point. You're just going to get the number one player in fantasy. I still firmly believe he would be the number one pick in fantasy over Kamara when he's healthy. So I think, it, it, again, it's all circumstantial. If you can afford to take Christian McCaffrey, you take him. At what point you decide that is totally up to you. But, I mean, he's the I number think, one player in fantasy, and there's no disputing that when he's healthy. I think for the sake of a redraft, we can't assume that anybody's 5-0 and or anybody's 0-5. I think the safe pick here is DeAndre Hopkins. I, I would agree with that. All right. Into the number four spot, DeAndre Hopkins goes. Okay, moving on to number five. Where are we, where are we thinking? Are we thinking continuing with the wide receiver trend, or are we going back to the running backs? So uh, I think there's no, there's no running back of wide receivers other than Hopkins that you would take this high. Because um, I, think, I think Hopkins is like, out and out is better than the rest. So this is where we start looking at the, at the running backs. We got like um, Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, and Josh Jacobs there as well, who's also done really well this year. So I think it's definitely a discussion between one of those three. Out of those three, I would choose Aaron Jones personally. So that's where I would go. I would agree with Aaron Jones. But then you also got to remember that Michael Thomas is going to be coming back after his bye week. And he was the number one receiver taken in a lot of drafts. So he's going to be back to his old self. Um, you just got to throw his name out there. But at the number five, if it was up to me, I would I would also be picking Aaron Jones. Yeah, I think it's Aaron Jones, no doubt. He's been an absolute monster. Um, you know, that offense has proven to be lethal this year. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to be slowing him down anytime soon. So, again, going back to, you know, the reason I put DeAndre four is because he's leaps and bounds above any other wide receiver in fantasy, in my opinion. That's when, after he goes off the board, I think you have to go back to the, to the running backs. And Aaron Jones is a guy that's going to be solid for you week in and week out. Yep, I would have to agree with that. So we'll pencil in Aaron Jones as our number five overall pick. Moving on to number six, I'm kind of thinking Chris Carson at this point. I mean, yes, he's on a bye this week, but if you're you know looking for a running back who is going to be that high-end RB1, I mean, this man came back from a knee strain the same week that he had it, and he's still got that MCL strain, but he put up massive numbers again last week. He hasn't put up – I mean, he had one, one – bad week against Dallas, which don't ask me how that happened. Um, but coming back, he's got Arizona's defense. He's got San Francisco, Buffalo, and the Rams over the next four weeks. I think those are – he's projected the, actually the exact same um, for all four weeks. I think he's just been consistent all year long. He's going to get the rock. He's going to get, you know, catches throughout the game. I think you have to consider taking Chris Carson at number six overall if you're still looking for a running back. Yeah, At this point, I agree. I think you look for consistency in a high RB1, and I think Chris Carson is a great uh, running back for that. 
Um, if it if it wasn't Chris Carson, I would also consider Josh Jacobs. Uh, he's he's been looking very nice this year. He's had some down games, but when the Raiders run the ball, he runs very well. And uh, he's got five touchdowns on the year. Um, he had three touchdowns in week one, and then he had two last week against Kansas City. Um, but he still runs for a high amount of yards every week and gets the occasional reception. So I think Josh Jacobs is also in the conversation. Um, I, I personally, I think it's a toss-up between those those two, Carson and Jacobs. Carson's a safer pick because Carson puts up consistent numbers every week, whereas um, Josh Jacobs has – here's his scoreline this year is 35, 13, 9, 10, and 22. Which that which that thirteen through week two through four where he went thirteen nine and ten that's not what you want out of your first round pick so you want that consistency that um, Chris Carson can bring you. I agree with you. I, I again don't think it's too tough of a pick. I think Josh Jacobs in there. I still think Derrick Henry could be an option for me. I you know looking forward, I think he's going to be a monster still. But I think Chris Carson is the obvious number. What are we on six pick now? Five pick? Yeah, so, number six. Um, yep. Yeah, I would take Chris Carson. No doubt about it. All right, you bring up Derrick Henry. He's been he's dropping. I mean, he was a top five pick in in most drafts. Um, I guess the Tennessee Titans have had their COVID scares, and he's already had his bye week, and he's not necessarily one of the top scorers right now. But at what point do we have the same concept that we had with Christian McCaffrey? When do you just take the talent and realize that his his ADP at this point, I mean, is below where he was drafted in in, in standard leagues at the beginning of the year? I think I think Derrick Henry has to go here. I I mean he Zach talked about his inconsistency a little bit, but I mean if you look at his stats, he's been really good from a fantasy perspective outside of week two and then that week four bye. But even week two, he had 84 rushing yards. He just didn't have anything else. So the one scare could be that he doesn't necessarily get a lot of receptions. Um, but if you're not in a PPR league, that's not going to be much of a concern for you anyway. So I think you know he's getting the yards. He's going to start getting the scores. He had two last night. Um, you know, the week before their bye week due to COVID, he did really well as well and had a score. So I think overall, at number seven, Derrick Henry is kind of a steal in a redraft. I think, like you said, at what point do you decide you want to draft Christian McCaffrey? Um, we know what he's going to do. He's obviously going to be better than Derrick Henry when he comes back. But again, it's just how long is he going to be back? Are they going to fully incorporate him into that offense? You know, you don't really know the full plan. I mean, they got Davis back there, a guy that's been lighting it up. So is it going to turn into a little bit of an RBBC just so McCaffrey doesn't get hurt? Um you know, these are all factors you got to think about. So I think Derrick Henry, pretty much the only guy in that backfield, I think he's a, he's, he's a good pick at number seven. Did I talk about Derrick Henry's inconsistencies? Because if I did, I apologize. Uh, yeah, you man, said he, you said he did, has a yeah. inconsistency. I did? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Well, yeah, I apologize. Yeah, he puts up – I – did I, I really – okay. Yeah, um, yeah, looking at Henry's numbers, he's – he either puts up a lot of yards or two touchdowns. So, I mean, I, I don't know where I got that from, but don't listen to me. <laughs> I think you kind of um, meant he was inconsistent from a fantasy points perspective because even with the 84 yards, he ended up with 8.4 points. So, maybe a I'm little bit of a concern, that. but, I mean, overall, he's a monster. He's, yeah, I think I, think I would Norman, also Josh go Norman would definitely take him at number seven. <laughs> sure we get a moment of silence for Josh Norman, man. Oh, oh my God. goodness, that guy got destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I think I'm going to agree with Austin. I think I'm going to go Henry here. Um, I think you really uh, debate pretty hard on taking McCaffrey, but I do think for the first couple weeks when McCaffrey comes back, I think Davis will get um, a decent amount of touches. Not, I don't even know if I would say a decent amount. He'll get some here and there. But once McCaffrey's back and healthy, I think Mike Davis is just going to go back to where he was. Um, he showed uh, 
some real shine for the Panthers while McCaffrey was gone, but this is Christian McCaffrey's team. His role is not going to change just because of an injury. Um, but yeah, for the record, all that Mike being Davis said, I think, is the, for the record, Mike Davis is the, been the number three running back in fantasy since taking over for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, oh, I know. I, I don't think McCaffrey is necessarily going to lose too many touches, but I think Davis has proven himself enough to where he could come in and be that irritable guy that kind of just takes a touchdown from McCaffrey out of nowhere. Does uh-huh. he have any flex value though? That's the question. Is he so. relevant to fantasy? I think he is still. I think he, I mean, I don't know. It's tough to say. I certainly wouldn't drop him right away necessarily. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I think he's good for a few touchdowns. I guess if your team's deep, you don't really have any need for him, but yeah, I think he's still got some value. So do we you then know, take CMC at eight then? Is that the is that the move there? Or do we still steer clear of him? I, I say take CMC at eight. I, I think, think Derrick Henry and McCaffrey both go back to back. Yeah. Yep. You could go either or with seven and eight, but I think they definitely go back to back at this point. The big yep. thing with Derrick Henry is like like last three seasons, Derrick Henry has been a monster in the fantasy playoffs. And like during the time the fantasy playoffs happen between like week fourteen through sixteen which Derrick Henry's matchups are the Jaguars, the Lions, and the Packers. So he's going to go ballistic those weeks too. So I think having that upside that, he, that he's done that the last three years, just going completely nuts, scoring touchdown to touchdown to touchdown in the, play, in the fantasy playoffs is why you take him over McCaffrey here. And I think that's, that's another really good point by Ryan. I think he's proven time and time again he gets better as the year goes on. So, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's been putting up close to 100 yards each week anyway, but the fact that he tends to get better as the year goes on is something that should scare, you know, teams, but it should, it should be a good reason to number seven here, I think. Winter is coming. That's what Derrick Henry looks for. Winter is coming. So we got Derrick Henry at seven and McCaffrey at eight. Is that right? Yeah, Correct. I think that's the, the general consensus there. And I think taking CMC at eight isn't a stretch at that point because you got to – I mean, for me, at least when I draft, I'm all about ADP. That's what I was the last year, won the league. That's all I was about this year, 5-0 and oh right now. Like, finding guys who are – Not the flex. It's a flex. I'll take it. <laughs> Subtle flex. Subtle flex. I mean, only undefeated team left. Destroying Jake in a trade this year that got you to 5-0, and oh, but we'll talk about that <laughs> Okay, if I had Aaron Rodgers still, Aaron Rodgers put up the same amount of points as Pat Mahomes, so it doesn't really All right, make a off difference. Off-topic, boys, off-topic. <laughs> yeah, Ryan's just I sucky. think uh, I think number nine. I think the number nine pick is an obvious one. Um, I don't know if you guys see it, but I think Kareem Hunt is an obvious number nine pick. I have Tyreek Hill up there, too. I've got Stephon Diggs up there and DK Metcalf as well, folks. This is, this I, is where I, it really starts to get tricky. That's, that's Yeah, it. that's true. This is where all everyone's kind of getting to the same playing field. I personally would take Kareem Hunt with my number nine pick, though. Um, Chubb's out for at least six weeks, and Kareem Hunt was a beast while Chubb was still in there. And Kareem Hunt, while these or during these two weeks that Chubb's been out, has scored nineteen and eighteen, and I don't see his scores getting but here's, knocked down here's at all. My question: How are we going to talk about Jacobs going around where Chris Carson went, and then now that the that's true. Yeah, I forgot Josh Jacobs was still uh, not drafted. Yeah, and he doesn't have any competition. Like, yeah, you said, you know, Kareem Hunt's not going to have Chubb there for about six weeks. I Probably less than that now. But I would take a guy like Josh Jacobs, who I know. That's I'm not true. I, I totally missed him on my list, to be honest. Yeah, that's where I was going with that, too. It's like, if you're going to consider taking him around five or six, if he's still there at nine for you, what's changed? Like, you're getting a better – a better draft position for him. And I think yep. what he's doing yeah. in, in Oakland has been 
consistent. I mean, Oakland, Las Vegas. Sorry, Las Vegas. Vegas Oakland. <laughs> Jeez, Vegas, baby. Um, I mean, he's putting up when he score when he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's not great. Um, he's that's. I mean, looking at his numbers, when he's great, he puts up three touchdowns like he did week one and week five when he put up two. But the other weeks, I mean, he put up seventy-one yards, eight or eighty-eight, seventy-one, and forty-eight. That's not what you want from your your number one running back, like we discussed earlier. But I think you have to take into consideration that if you if you were genuinely considering taking him around, you know, Chris Carson, Derrick Henry, two picks earlier, is he a viable choice now? Or were we just throwing his name out and then realizing, hmm, maybe he's not worth of that that top five pick? Right. I think it's something. Yeah, I like Jacobs at nine. Yeah, I like Jacobs at nine. I I said Kareem Hunt. I totally missed Jacobs. I do think that those two are fairly close as far as fantasy value goes. Um, I like Jacobs to score more touchdowns because Cleveland has a bunch of different weapons that Baker can throw to. And I also like uh, Derek Carr as a quarterback more than Baker. Um, I think, uh, I just think the, I think Jacobs is, is the pick here at number nine. I would have to agree with you, Zach. I think Jacobs is, is where you'd have to go right now with him. Is that an overall consensus? Josh Jacobs at number nine. I agree. All righty. Number 10. This is where it gets interesting. This back half of the draft going into round two. Are we looking at wide receiver? Are we looking at running back? And dare I say it, are we looking at Travis Kelsey at the end of the first round here? Or even Man- quarterback. This is where I think quarterbacks, I, I still think it's early, but I think this is where you can kind of debate it. Personally, this is is where I take Russell Wilson specifically because he is the number one fantasy score on the year. You got to think that he's, I mean, he consistently puts up 30 plus points and that's what you're looking for in fantasy. Um, I think I agree with Austin's point earlier, how the number 10 quarterback and the number 10 running back are two, two totally different things. Like the, like the number 10 running back is going to have so much more value, but Russell Wilson specifically, he's, he just puts up monstrous numbers every week. And I, for me personally, he is, I think he's a great pick here at, at number 10 going into round two. Um, and I think I if you're taking you this thoughts? in, like, I think if you're taking this, like it would be a normal snake draft, taking Russell Wilson at 10, you then get that very next pick where you still have, you know, you have DK Metcalf still on the board where you can get that combination. I know Zach, you did that in the draft. Granted, it was a couple rounds later, um, but you've still got DK Metcalf on the board. You've got Kareem Hunt on the board. I mean, I think it's early to take James Robinson, but just looking at the other running backs, I mean, if you're thinking about constructing a fantasy team and you take yeah, a quarterback, I mean, at the end of the first round, you're going to have to take a skill position at the beginning yep. of round two. So, and, and like I said, we're, we're kind of to the point, like my point earlier where I said you have a drop-off in running backs. I think we're to that point where it would be okay to take a quarterback because a lot of the top-tier quarterbacks or top-tier running backs go off the board. If you're not looking to take a wide receiver, I think your next option here is a quarterback. Personally, I would go with a wide receiver, but I don't think there's one definitive guy. You know, like you said, you got a DK Metcalf, you got – Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, you even got Calvin Ridley. You know, at this point, there's so many wide receivers available that I think it wouldn't be a terrible decision to go after a quarterback. Personally, like I said, it's a little too early for me. My motto has never been to take a quarterback in the first couple rounds, but um, I think it, it makes Zach's point a lot more meaningful now that we've taken some of the big boys off the board. Also, we're important. talking about receivers. Adam Thielen's the number two receiver on the year so far, and his name was never mentioned. There's yeah, a reason he wasn't that, mentioned. Something He's about not. the Minnesota Vikings terrifies me. But 
that's just a personal problem. Something about Kirk Cousins terrifies me. Yeah. Well, I mentioned Calvin Ridley, and he's got Matt Ryan thrown to him. But talk about the the Vikings at or uh, the the Falcons at the Vikings this week. Talk about a talk about a boring, <laughs> sleepy nap game. Dude, it might be a great game because they might be both trying to screw it up as much as the other guy. Oh man, that is just a game that I am not interested in this week. <laughs> I'll be watching because it has fantasy implications. Yep. If they play, I mean, COVID has been sweeping the, the Falcons. I mean, Danny, who do you have at this pick then? At ten? Yeah, I think, I think I'm going. Thinking about it as a, as a snake draft, like if you were trying to construct a team here, I think I go at ten eleven. I think you either go some combination of Mahomes Hill slash Mahomes Kelsey, or you go Russell Wilson DK Metcalf back to back picks. I think you, you get a strong team in that sense. And I've always been a fan of having a, a quarterback receiver combination. You get a kicker or, you know, uh, down the line, but having that, that trio of players, that's always been something that's worked for me. And I think it works for a lot of people because you're getting those double points. And especially with the way that both, you know, Tyree kill slash Travis Kelsey have been performing with Patrick Mahomes. That's a guaranteed um, guaranteed project point projection every week, if not more. Um, so I think at this point, with the running back being so uh, so much of a steep drop off, I think you have to go with a quarterback receiver combination here. And what specifically again? Um, I'm thinking you either take Travis Kelsey or Tyree Kill at ten, and then you begin your like eleventh round or eleventh round eleventh pick. Like with, a, what about like a Russell Wilson DK Metcalf? That also that that was the other option That's, too. Yeah. Um, I I think you take either you take the skill position at ten. Kelsey or Hill slash or um, Metcalf, and then the corresponding quarterback at the next pick. Here's a question for you, Danny. Say theoretically DK Metcalf was taken at number nine right before uh, you you have two picks. If you're looking for that combination, is Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett an an option for you? Do you consider taking Lockett for that combination? I don't – not for the combination. I think if DK Metcalf is taken at nine, it's an extremely easy decision to make – to take – the comp, the, the Kansas City Chiefs option there with Mahomes. I think I would almost debate. Very fair. I would debate taking the Kansas City Chiefs over the Seahawks anyway. I think, I, I think long term Patrick Mahomes is the guy I want. I think he's going to consist. I mean, not not to say Russell Wilson won't, but I just trust that offense ten times out of ten to put up numbers. So who do you like more at the number twelve pick? Do you like Kelsey or Tyreek? Tyreek. Kelsey. I think I would go Kelsey. Personally. It's, a, it's a tough pick, but I, I personally like Tyreek Hill more. I, I mean, you can't go wrong. It's not like you take one guy, you're going to get knocked. Like, I, I just – you can make the argument tight ends are more valuable. You know, there's a steeper drop-off there for sure. I don't oh, think yes. there's any position that drops out faster than a tight end. So, I think that could be your argument with that one. But I, I just love Tyreek Hill. I think he's going to turn it up. Uh, so, I think we need to have a consensus at 10 here. Um, are we taking – Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, or DK Metcalf at this point. Ryan, what are you, who, are you, who are you taking at 10? Of those three guys, I think that's what we've kind of whittled it down to. So I, I would take Tyreek Hill to go along with that, with that Mahomes pick because um, it comes down to how much you value tight ends. Like, there's the top two tight ends. You have Kelsey and, uh, and Kittle, and there's a steep drop-off from there. But if you're okay with having the, those guys who are the bottom, like a Mark Andrews or a Hunter Henry on your team, and that's perfectly fine. You don't need to, don't need to use an early pick on, on the tight end. I think having a Tyree Kill going off your Mahomes pick is just what you need. So I go Tyree Kill. All right, Austin, what are you taking? 
That's tough, man. I mean, DK has played so good this year that I just – I feel like if we're just going off of what's going on so far this year, you've got to go DK Metcalf and, and Russell Wilson. I mean, those two have just been hitting on all cylinders. It, we're also not limited to taking a quarterback at 11, too. You could take DK Metcalf followed by Tyreek Hill and just have a stack. Right, which is core. realistically what I would probably do. I don't know if I would take a quarterback at this point in the draft. I mentioned, like, now would be the time if you're thinking about it. Earlier was way too soon. Um, but if we're talking Number the two one. combos, I think I would go Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. I'm okay exactly. with the consensus of Mahomes and either Tyreek or Kelsey. I guess consensus, consensus would be Tyreek, but – Personally, I it might be a little biased because I have Russell Wilson, but I would and and Metcalf for that matter. Um, me personally, at ten eleven, I would go Wilson and Metcalf, but I am yeah. okay with the consensus. I think it's a split. That's fine. I mean, yeah, I think I'd have to go. You can't go wrong either way, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. So I think for the consensus, I think we're going to go Tyree Kill at ten overall. Are you okay. guys yeah. content with that? That same. Tyreek at yeah, that's fine. I'm going then... Tyreek at ten as long as I'm taking Mahomes at eleven. Yeah, is that is that a package deal that you're with the that you're taking Mahomes, or are you going to sit there and think about taking DK Metcalf, um, or even start thinking about Thielen and Calvin Ridley if you're not high on a quarterback? Like I'm in the same. I, I I'm taking Tyree Kill. I mean, if in a redraft situation, I'm ride or die with the Chiefs at that point. I'm going Patrick Mahomes at, at twelve, I think, or at eleven. Yep. Uh, okay. Even if it's that's not necessarily the best pick, I just think that's what you have to do at that point. I agree. I think it makes the most sense to then invest in whatever you whatever you took at ten. And in this case, we took Tyree Kill. Then then Patrick Mahomes. Your team is looking looking strong there, and you're you're going to score points in that situation. And I think that's what you're looking right. for. Right. And I mean, from like an ADP perspective, like you were talking about, it might not make a lot of sense. But just from a team perspective and putting points on the board, you know, Tyree to touchdown, or you know, that's going to be double points all of a sudden because Mahomes is thrown to him. You know, so yep. it makes the right, most so sense. So then moving on to pick 12, you've already got Josh Jacobs on your team. Are you looking at wide receiver here? Are you looking at Travis Kelsey? Or are you looking at adding another running back like Kareem Hunt or uh, Joe Mixon or James Robinson at this point? I think he's an important person to toss into this top 20 conversation here. I think DK Metcalf's got to go, right? Yeah, I think definitely a receiver if you already have Jacobs, which I guess a lot of the picks have been running backs already. But I think I agree. I think Metcalf is the move here. Yeah, I'd agree with Metcalf. All right. DK Metcalf. Yeah, I agree with DK Metcalf. I think he is a stud this year. He's been playing super well. He's been extremely consistent on one of the most high-powered offenses in football. And I think having a combination of DK Metcalf and Josh Jacobs um, on your team is a solid core to have throughout the entire year. Um, so moving on to pick 13, what are we, where are we looking at? You've got CMC. Not sure if he's going to be back um, for another couple of weeks, but you've got him. Now what do you do? Well, CMC what is went the... after Derrick Henry. Yeah, we have CMC already. The third player that we don't have taken is Michael Thomas. Yeah, I was going to say, for what it comes down to for me, I think I would narrow it down to three guys here. I think you got a Travis Kelsey in, in three different positions. Travis Kelsey at tight end, Kareem Hunt at running back, or Michael Thomas at wide receiver. I think all three of those guys would be a great pick here. I think I would go Travis Kelsey and make him the first tight end off the board at this point. I was contemplating taking him at 10. I probably would have taken him at 10, knowing I had 11 as well. Um, I think Travis Kelsey has to go off the board here. Yeah, I would agree with that. If I didn't go Kelsey, I'd probably go Michael Thomas for the consistency because McCaffrey um, still out for possibly a couple weeks yet. 
um, which means consistency is going to be big for this team, which is why I would probably go Thomas, but Kelsey, I think Kelsey's obviously not a bad pick either. I think taking Thomas at this pick though, you're, you're setting yourself up to fail though. Like you are banking on two guys coming back from injury. Like, I think that's a, that's a huge risk to take not knowing how Michael Thomas coming off suspension too, for slapping a guy or punching a guy at practice and coming off his injury that's kept him out multiple weeks. And then you've got CMC who's also out multiple weeks. I mean, you are possibly just banking on the injury reserve for your first two picks. I mean, I'm not looking at injury much for Michael Thomas because he's got his bye week this week. So he's getting even an extra week to rest. Um, So I think he'll come back, play his normal role. Uh, but that's my personal opinion. I don't know a whole lot about the Michael Thomas situation. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'd be, I'd be totally okay with Travis Kelsey as well. Yep. I think you take, if we're doing this like a snake draft with you drafting CMC at eight, I, I think it's gotta be a Travis Kelsey. And, and I guess that would be a reason you don't take Kareem Hunt here um, because you already have a running back. So, um, you know, I think it narrows it down at that point to a wide receiver or a tight end. And since Michael Thomas is kind of injured as well, you don't want to take, I agree with Danny. You don't want to take, back-to-back injured guys yep all right travis kelsey off the board first tight end to to leave our draft moving on to 14 who do you pair with derrick henry do you go one of those wide receivers at the top of the board still or are you 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 getting a second running back or is this where russell wilson goes off the board too i mean this is where i go well that's a good point i didn't want to think russell wilson but personally you know if i have derrick henry i'm going michael thomas here at this point, I'm not really worried about his injury. I think he's going to come back healthy and be good to go. You know, he was clearly above and beyond Drew Brees' favorite target. The only thing you really have to worry about is Alvin Kamara and maybe even Emmanuel Sanders coming in and taking some of his targets now. But I think Michael Thomas, you know, unless you're leaning quarterback, is the obvious pick here. I, I agree with that. I think – I think I don't know why, but it, it seems like Derrick Henry in a redraft – like for second pick, I th- it just feels like you want to pair him with a res- with a good receiver, and um, I think Michael Thomas is that guy. I don't agree with Michael Thomas as well. I mean, yep. I'm one that likes to go the two stud running backs for my top two picks, but if you want to go stud running back and a stud receiver, Mike can't go wrong with Michael Thomas. I agree. I agree. Mike Thomas taking off the board number fourteen to pair with Derrick Henry. Pick number fifteen, pairing with Chris Carson. Who are we taking? Who are we thinking? If it was if it was any other team than the Seahawks at that at a running back, I would take Wilson. Um, but personally, I like. Uh, I think I would. I think this is the first team I pair up running backs. I go Kareem Hunt here. I agree. I think Kareem Hunt's the pick here. I think having a combination of of Kareem Hunt and Chris Carson is a great running back combination, especially not knowing how long um, Nick Chubb is going to be out. I agree. Uh, the only one I would kind of debate here, I think this is getting into Calvin Ridley territory. You know, he's not a guy that probably was really highly projected at the beginning of the year, but he's been, I, I can't, I can't say for sure, but I would have to guess he's been a top five or six wide receiver this year. So I think he's the number three receiver so far this year. Yeah. I, I mean, he's been a beast. And uh, even when Julio comes back, I think he, I think if anything, that's going to, happen. you know, he, when Julio was there at the beginning of the year, he was still going off. So I think that'll take away some of his attention to the number one corner and, you know, Julio will help him the end more. But I agree with you overall. I think Kareem Hunt, you know, he's fell too far. You know, the Browns have proven that it's going to run the ball down your throat every single week. Um, even when he gets Chubb back, he's still going to be a monster. So um, Kareem Hunt, I think, is a good pick coming back down. Yep, I agree. 
All righty. We've got five picks left until we're done with the, the first two rounds of the redraft. And I think that's where we're, yeah, we'll just do the top 20 picks for this. Um, where are we think are we, is this Cal, this is Calvin Ridley territory pairing with Aaron Jones. I mean, there's not a really a clear cut running back that you take at this point. I don't trust Joe Mixon. I don't trust a Jaguar. I think you have to start looking at, at Calvin Ridley and Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs. I think Stefan Diggs has been totally slept on. He's been a top wide receiver all year long. If he's I mean, still that's, how I, that's how I feel about Thielen. Like Thielen, I know he's on the Vikings, but he's still the number two receiver on the year. With Stephon Diggs out of Minnesota, that's that's Adam Thielen is is their number is Kirk's easy number one guy. And I think uh, I think when Kirk throws the ball a lot, I think it's to Thielen and um, his points show that. I think going forward, the better pick is really over Thielen because the Falcons are going to throw the ball more often than not, whereas the, the Vikings, they're going to run the ball with Dalvin Cook. So going forward, Ridley would be, I think, probably more upside over Thielen, but they're, they're kind of interchangeable. They're both great players. So whichever you prefer, but I, I'd go Ridley. You also have to consider here with this pick, oh, I guess you already have a, you are, you have a running back in Aaron Jones already. So, yeah, you would go wide receiver at this pick. Sorry, I thought you already had DeAndre Hopkins. I was looking at that wrong. One thing to note about Calvin Ridley is he has had over 100 yards in every game he's played except for one, which he had zero receptions yeah. for zero yards. And I guess who took it over for yards that game? <laughs> one week. That game was is he was he played he played hurt, but they played because they didn't want to have no Julio and Ridley, so they had to have one of them out there. So they Ridley just went out there. Well, maybe they should have had us let, or let us know that before we bet money on them. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, I, I think Calvin Ridley here for sure. Consensus, Calvin Ridley? Yeah. Sure. All right. Who do we pair DeAndre Hopkins with? What do you I, – I, you have to take running back at this point, and it's going to be a reach unless you're Me, going ADP. I, I, I don't hate Russell Wilson here. I feel like if you already have a receiver, I feel like you got to go running back. I'm not sure who you I just would don't take. know if there's any running one guy, back. One guy I would consider taking here is Jonathan Taylor because his schedule gets much easier the rest of the year. Um, he goes to – or he plays in, against Cincinnati this week. Then he's got a bye. Then he's got Lions, which is a good matchup. But then he's got Ravens, which could be eh. Um, but then he's got Tennessee, Green Bay, Tennessee, Houston. Well, you're really going to take that over Russell Wilson? I I don't know if I do, but if I do take Jonathan Taylor, it's because I already have a receiver. And running backs at this point are very, are dwindling, and you want to get a decent. I agree, but I'm just saying if you if you have DeAndre Hopkins on your team and you're up to pick right now, and you see John, you see Jonathan Taylor and Russell Wilson on the board, who are you picking? Picking Russell Wilson, hands down. I mean, have, having the highest scoring quarterback and the highest scoring receiver on your team sounds like a great, great cost to have. So I would Wilson. That you still guys, you you still have guys like you know you you mentioned Taylor. You're gonna have um, guys Hurley like Gaskin, guys like Miles Sanders available still. I don't. I mean, there's still decent picks. I just don't think you can pass up arguably the number one quarterback. On the I'm board. totally down for that. Yeah, I think I'd take Russell Wilson here. I mean, you pair the best wide receiver in football with the best, arguably the best quarterback in, in fantasy football, not in regular football. But, I mean, I think that's a solid core right there. And especially with a lot of 
you know, middle tier running back still on the board. Um, being at the fourth overall pick, that's where I drafted this year. So this would have been, I mean, I guess I know we had a 12 man league and we're doing this as a 10. Um, but I think at this point you can take a, a quarterback and still have, you know, Todd Gurley, Miles Sanders, um, Miles Gaskin. I think you had mentioned, no, um, Jonathan Taylor, that's who it was still available by the time it comes back around to you at the at 24. And this so is I coming think, yeah, back to my point. This is coming back to my point why I think it was so important to take a running back early. I, they're, they're gone now. Like there's nobody that I'm dying to get on the running back board right now. So, and, and guess what? All the quarterbacks are still available. You can pretty much have your pick at any quarterback on the board now. So I think, it, like I said, you get past those top six or seven running backs and I just don't think anybody stands out above anybody else to me right now. So Russell Wilson, uh, number 17 overall. Are you? Yep. Okay. Lock it in. Number, lock it in, lock and load. Pick number 18 on the clock. Lots of options here. Lots of options. And I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a wrong pick here, to be honest, to pair with Dalvin Cook. I it's guess kind of there is a wrong pick. Don't take Tim Tebow, but. I was going to say there's a, yeah. There's some, there's some wrong picks here. <laughs> Right. I mean, but given the, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good guys that will, that will perform well on your team. Um, Granted you have a little bit of competency, you know, I think, I I think normally I would say Adam Thielen, but you don't necessarily want to pair him with Dalvin Cook. So I I wouldn't want Thielen because I already have Cook. Uh, Right. Exactly. So I think this is where you get like a Diggs. I I agree. I think you go Stefan Diggs here. He's been an absolute monster this year. Has been playing and, and Diggs is, Diggs is number one guy, you know? Yep. I mean, even in that game last night, what, or I guess it was two nights ago now. He had 10 receptions for a hundred and some, or a hundred and some yards. Like, and what looked like a terrible game for that offense too. And he's still got 106 yards. So. Yep. Yeah. And he's I put up, it. he's put up close to projection every game. I mean, he's got two touchdowns on the year. He's gone over a hundred yards in, in three games, came close in uh, week one. I think he's just a solid pick to pair with Dalvin Cook at this point. And then thinking forward for your number 23 pick, there's going to be likely, you know, some of those middle tier running backs still on the board. So you'd have a wide receiver one paired with um, Dalvin Cook and then a, you know, a Todd Gurley, Jonathan Taylor, like we talked about before. I think you have a really solid core at that point. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yep. So number 19. Again, I don't think there's a wrong pick here, assuming you have some sort of fantasy competency. Uh, Ryan, think- what are you thinking here at 19? Was the first pick for this team? Uh, this would have been Ezekiel Elliott. This is where I would go, Adam Thielen. I, I agree. agree with that. I don't. Yep, think I wouldn't take Amari Cooper at this point because of the same concept. A, he's got you know he put up a dud last week. Um, new quarterback in town. Also, you don't want to invest too much on on one team, um, even on the Cowboys' offense, which is you know elite. Uh, but I think you go. I think you go uh, Adam Adam Thielen here too. The only other guy I kind of consider a little bit would maybe be like a Tyler Lockett, but he's Adam Thielen's leaps and bounds above it. I would say, well, maybe not leaps and bounds, but I, I you definitely take Adam Thielen over it. Thielen's tied for the most touch, most reception touchdowns this year. Right. I, think I don't think you pass him up at this point. He's on the board still. He's got to be somebody that you you think about at this point. And if I see Adam Thielen fall all the way back to me, I am psyched. Yeah, I agree. I think if you're at, I think if you're sitting at twenty at this point, you're you're mad that Adam Thielen was just taken at nineteen, because you're definitely eyeing him, and now you're stuck between, you know, reaching for a running back, um, or taking, uh, or taking 
Amari Cooper or Allen Robinson or even Tyler Lockett, like was mentioned. I mean, those are the next three wide receivers on the board. Yeah, and if we take Adam Thielen at 19, I think I think moving on to 20, I think that's where you take a Tyler Lockett because I like Allen Robinson and I like Amari Cooper, but I don't like their quarterback situations. You know, Dak Prescott's on Dak Prescott. If Dak Prescott's still healthy, I think. Amari Cooper goes before Thielen in my eyes, maybe even Diggs and Ridley. Look at what Lockett's done the last two weeks against Miami and Minnesota. Like he's had six receptions over two weeks. That's not, that's not wide receiver number one quality at that point. No, but you look before that. I mean, he was, I think he was like top 10 in fantasy points. So yeah, he had his opening three weeks are great. I mean, that happens when you have a three touchdown game against the only issue might be the only issue. (laughs) The only issue might be, you know, the DK Metcalf situation, you never know who's going to get the targets on a given week. I think DK Metcalf's relationship with Russell Wilson is too strong. And I know Tyler Lockett, you know, has had a great rapport with, with Russell Wilson over the last couple of years, but I don't think you can take him at your, at this point when you've got stronger candidates, like, like Amari Cooper, um, uh, Amari Cooper, uh, Allen Robinson, and a guy we haven't really talked about much who's, scored more points than both of these guys Robbie Anderson good old stick man Robbie Anderson I think I wouldn't take Robbie Anderson I wouldn't either but But I think it's just something to consider at this point like with what he's been doing and and how consistent he's been this entire season I think it's it's important to at least consider it's not a name that's very that's very intriguing but when you look at his numbers they he's he's been making up 100 yards in four out of the five weeks Yep. Name another receiver that's put up 100. Him. You got to at least consider him. I think this. I think you can also look to consider taking something with the the back to back pick here going into 21. I mean, we're not going to go that far with our with our redraft. Um, but another guy to consider. consider. Another guy you got to think about is Le'Veon Bell. Oh, I would take Hilaire over Bell. You would take Hilaire over Le'Veon for the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah. I do not. I would take Todd Gurley over both of them. I really? Would over Bell. If we're, if we're staying on that subject, yes. I, I think I think it's going to be an RBBC either way, but, like, Hilaire's been really good there. I, I mean, Bell's going to come in. I think he's going to be – I think he's signed to be the RB2. I really – I think if the Chiefs ever get on the goal line, it's 100% Le'Veon's opportunity. Hilaire has proven that he cannot score on the goal line, which he's a very fast and small back that's, t- that's hard to tackle in the open field. But when they're on, when they're inside the five, that's that's all Le'Veon's opportunities in the backfield. Right, and I personally wouldn't take either one of them, but in this spot, that's fair. What round? Right. What round would you say Le'Veon would go? I think next round when you start talking about it. Oof, I I think Le'Veon Bell is not like the fifth or sixth round. To be totally honest with you, I think he's an afterthought. Oh, I don't know, man. The way running backs drop off. It'll yeah. be interesting to see how well he does, not on the Jets. Exactly. No, I think he still has a lot left in the tank. And he was the best running back in the NFL on the Steelers, and then he went to the Jets with the worst possible situation. Yes, exactly. Anywhere, and just it wasn't his fault. Terrible How long was he on the Jets? Terrible. Three years? Not even. He played like seventeen games, or not, I think he had like nineteen games, and he didn't go over a hundred yards in any of them. He scored four touchdowns and has been an absolute bust. I ask how long, just because of his age. Like, is he he's like he's is he getting up there? No, he's 28 years old. He's still a young running back. Yeah, I like I like Le'Veon's potential on the Chiefs. He's 28, took a year off, and hasn't played that many games in the Jets. So, 
his body should be good to go. Yeah. All right, Ryan, who are you taking at 20? Your team, you've got Alvin Kamara at one. You're back around here. Who are you taking? Just a quick... I would take Todd Gurley here. Todd Gurley. Austin, who would you take? That's tough, man. Um, I is Adam Adam Thielen went last pick, so I don't know. I personally – Todd Gurley's a good pick. I just don't know if you get the complete value out of him that you want at this pick, especially already having running back in the past round. So I personally go Amari Cooper here. And Zach? I like Josh Allen. I like Josh Allen at the number 20 pick because the top three, the top three quarterbacks are all in the same realm. Quarterback number three off the board. I like him better than anything, anything else that's left up on the board. See, I would go, I think I would take the risk here and go Allen Robinson. I mean, he's the, I know he's got trash throwing at him. I understand that, but even with trash throwing at him, He's been incredibly consistent this year, with the exception of week hey, two. He's getting double-digit double, double digit targets, double-digit receptions in a in, in couple of games. I think Allen Robinson here. So I think we're going to leave 20 open to, to everyone in the league to think about, and um, we'll leave this as like a, a fan interaction type thing. So uh, who do you guys think we should take at number 20 overall? My take is Allen Robinson. Ryan's take is, I forget already, Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley, Austin, you'd be taking Amari Cooper. Cooper. And Zach, you're looking at Josh Allen. Josh Allen. All right. So we'll leave that up to you guys. Discuss amongst yourselves and uh, let us know what you think. Uh, the number 20 pick should be there. Uh, so that wraps up our, our first two rounds of a redraft. Uh, just to kind of recap, we've got uh, three running backs off the board to start with in Kamara, Elliott, and Cook, followed up by DeAndre Hopkins at four. Then a slew of running backs in Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, Derrick Henry, CMC, and Josh Jacobs at nine. Tyreek Hill uh, rounding out the first round at uh, number 10 overall. And then sneaking back around, Patrick Mahomes, DK Metcalf, Travis Kelsey at 13. Michael Thomas, Kareem Hunt, Calvin Ridley, and Russell Wilson to 17. Stephon Diggs at 18, Thielen at 19, and then kind of a this is where we all get in our own draft strategies this, this point, and we've all got four random four four different picks here, four very different team structures. So I think it could be a really interesting pick at that at that point. Um, so moving forward, we're just going to do a quick uh, like uh, rankings of a, a like and dislike for this coming week. Um, now all of these guys are going to be people that you wouldn't necessarily start, like no matter what, like all of those first round guys, Alvin Kamara, Zeke. Dalvin Cook, if he wasn't hurt, you're going to start those guys anyway. But these are some kind of on the fringe guys, some streamer options that if you're desperate for a quarterback because you're, you know, you've got Russell Wilson on by, you know, running back because you've got Alvin Kamara on by, these are going to be some, some good options for you. So we'll start with quarterback. Uh, we've got Gardner Minshew facing Detroit, Andy Dalton facing Arizona, and Teddy Bridgewater facing Chicago. Let's start with Zach. Uh, who do you rank one, two, and three in this situation? So we got Andy Dalton, Teddy Bridgewater, and Gardner Minshew, you said? Yep. I think I think I go Gardner Minshew number one as far as fantasy goes. And then I think I go Andy Dalton against Arizona because Arizona's defense hasn't performed as well as expected this year. And then Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater facing that Chicago defense. I'm not a huge fan of that. I know Teddy Bridgewater has been very good uh, considering – um, his expectations coming into the year. Um, but yes, I go, I go Gardner Minshew, Andy Dalton, um, Teddy Bridgewater. 
All righty. We're going to move to running back. This will be for Austin to decide here. We've got Miles Gaskin versus the Jets. The Kansas City backfield in Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Le'Veon Bell. How do you think they're going to perform? And then Antonio Gibson facing the Giants this week. Uh, personally, I think I take Gaskin here. He's been a really good running back for uh, the Dolphins. I think, you know, he's got a cake matchup against the New York Jets. He puts up receiving yards. He puts up rushing yards. Um, I think he's your obvious number one picker. I like Gaskin a lot. Uh, personally, then I go with Alaire, and I say Alaire and not Bell because I don't think Bell is going to be super incorporated into the offense, you know, first week that he signed. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked if you really didn't see him out there at all. So Le'Veon Bell is ineligible to suit up this week. Yeah, so I think you take Alaire. Even next week after that, I think you take Alaire. I think he's a good pick there. Uh, and then Gibson against the Giants. I just don't really like anything to do with that team. Um, so I think if you have to start him, you start him. But Gibson, the guy I don't really like this week. All righty, Ryan, we're going to go to you for wide receiver news. Uh, so we've got Brandon Cooks uh, versus Tennessee, Jerry Judy against New England, and the number one waiver wire pickup this week, Chase Claypool versus Cleveland. Who do you like? Who do you not like? So I'm not big on Brandon Cooks. Um, I think last was an aberration. I don't think he's that valuable this year, like, at all. Um, so I wouldn't start him. Um, Chase Claypool is interesting because – that's a Cleveland secondary that's been gashed by big plays, and they're still missing number two corner, Greedy Williams. So there's a – plus they're missing Deontay Johnson this week for, for um, Pittsburgh. So there's a there's – a I would definitely start Chase Claypool this week if you have him. And then with the possibility that Stephon Gilmore could be missing this week because of COVID, and Drew Locke could be coming back. So I heard he, I heard he practiced today. Getting um, – having their number one guy in Jerry Judy not being covered by – um, Stephon Gilmore could also be a starter. So of, of the three, I'd rank them. I would rank, I'd say Chase Claypool one, Jerry Judy two, and in a distant third, uh, Brandon Cooks. All righty. And then I'll take tight end. So our options here, we've got Austin Hooper versus Pittsburgh, Evan Ingram versus Washington, and Robert Tanyan versus Tampa Bay. I think, I mean, it's a, it's a no-brainer not to go with Robert Tanyan at number one here. I mean, he's put up fantastic numbers with Aaron Rodgers. There's definitely a real connection there. And I think Aaron Rodgers trusts him. And when Aaron Rodgers is surrounded by a bunch of, you know, middle to late round draft pick at wide receiver when he doesn't have Devontae Adams, Robert Tanyan is going to be the guy who's, who's going to get those, those receiving yards and, and receptions, especially late in games, whether they're up or they're down. Like the tight ends are valuable in that sense. If your team's winning, they're still that check down guy. So I think Robert Tanyan is a clear cut number one or tight end number one. Um, going into this week, especially versus Tampa Bay, who somehow got gashed by, by Chicago. I mean, their wide receivers did pretty well against them. Um, so I got to go Tanyan against uh, Tampa Bay at number one. And I think between Austin Hooper and Evan Ingram, I think both are busts this year. Absolute busts. I mean, the Browns are playing, paying Austin Hooper way too much money to go out there and, you know, loaf around and not, not play football is really what it looks like. He's not He's not getting any receptions. He doesn't. He just looks like he's out there as a blocker. Um, so I'm going to go with Evan Ingram at number two, just because I think he's still a talented guy. Um, he's been riddled with injuries over the last couple of seasons. He has a terrible uh, offense behind him in in Daniel Jones and Devonta Freeman. There's no other options to throw to um, other wide receivers other than Darius Slayton, and he's going to be blanketed by the by the number one cornerback of the opposing team. So I think Ingram goes number two, and then Austin Hooper is also a distant third in that sense. All right. Well, that wraps it up. Let us know about our number 20 overall pick between, uh, let's see, I got this time, Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson, 
Todd Gurley and Josh Allen. Let us know. And thank you guys for tuning in. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Big Johnson Fantasy Podcast.